everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always, hopefully I'll have something to say for hello this week, or this episode. I say this week because it's usually a weekly show, it's, just, it's a horror movie podcast, but this is the October-thon. Every day in October we're putting out a new episode and it's slowly killing us on the inside and we'll be merely <laughs> dead husks by the come November 1st, but that's okay. Uh, Tim's here. Hello, how do you do? <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting nothing, and yet I'm still disappointed. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I have a... I, I like to... Yeah, I don't... I like to get people to not expect too much from me. Lower your expectations. That should be our new slogan. <laughs> uh, this is not a regular episode. A regular episode, of course, is we have watched a horror movie. We get together and we talk about it in depth for anything from 30 to... 60, 70, 80 minutes, depending on the movie. Sometimes it's even longer than that if it's if it happens to be Rob Zombie's Halloween and I've got two hours of ranting to do. But this is the second half of a countdown. This is the second half of the top 50 horror movies of all time. <clears throat> but not our top 50 horror movies of all time. Your top 50 horror movies of all time. Because these this list was all based on entries submitted by you guys. This was a voted for list by the Screams After Midnight slash Mail of Us TV community. And we already did part one. Part one had numbers 50 through 26. So check that out or if you haven't already. This is going to be numbers 25 through number one. And we'll see how controversial your crazy picks are. And what made it high up on the list. So this is the final countdown. You asked for it. Now, when we did the other countdown for this month of our worst movies, so we had a little... I don't want to say bet, but I, you know, I, I guess uh, we made like a little thing where you know we do an extra episode if you know we ever got you know two of the same things on the list, uh, and I'm kind of tempted to do something similar. Oh God! Uh, for for today, like I, I granted, I don't want to. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you think. Like, I don't. Obviously, I don't want to make more work <laughs> uh, for us, but. Um, Hold on. I, I don't know. Well, let me hear what the actual before we get to the stakes. What is the yeah. the wager? <laughs> uh, I was just I was just gonna wager. Maybe we'll do something special if uh, the boy makes it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> you can name any stake you want, Tim. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm. You know. I, I mean, we could just do like another. Uh, maybe maybe another bonus episode. I suppose I, I don't know. I'm fairly confident it's going to show up. So <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Okay. I'm saying nothing. If you if you if you want me that promise, if you want to say, I don't know. Again, I, I don't want to make more work for myself, but I think I might have a little bit of a gambling problem. So <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll have that on the table. If we do do another movie, it'll be uh, something I pick. I mean, I don't know if we could feasibly fit anything else in October, but I mean, <laughs> if you want to like g- g- promise them like a, a bonus extra one at Christmas or something or something like that, then sure. Then, I don't know, we'll, we'll throw something in at some point. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, there, right. so 
there's the the bet i guess we'll do something at some point if this thing happens <laughs> so vague i love it well without further ado uh i will start us off with number 25 number 25 on the list of 50 best horror movies as voted for by you guys is Shaun of the dead oh okay yeah that's a it's a great pick it's another one I, I think kind of the thing we end up talking about most on the on this list is like stuff that we you know do or do not consider horror movies which uh <laughs> Yeah, obviously this is like horror comedy, but... Um, I, I mean, I, I would say yeah. I think horror comedies are perfectly valid on a top horror oh, list. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, yeah, just it's, it's one of those things where it doesn't always come to my mind when making a list because, mm. yeah, maybe uh, I'm not... Horror comedies aren't always on the top of my brain, but well, I mean, I'm, if you're going to think of one, this is one of the best. I, I bet I bet it would come to mind though if the category was zombies though. If it's, if you said pick the best sure, zombie movies, you'd, you'd probably still think of this one. But if you're just thinking horror movies, you might not because you, it's a horror comedy in your head first, and you yeah. might keep them in a but separate then, little compartment uh, next to yeah. where your your creepy thoughts are. <laughs> but Definitely. Uh, but I, I mean, I think what's great about this though is I mean, obviously it's just very well done, and the uh, what's tough about horror comedies, I feel like a lot of times is it. Um, you know one thing works while the other doesn't like you know a lot mm. of times i'm like all right well maybe the horror was kind of cool but then the comedy sucked or maybe the comedy sucked and but the horror wasn't cool and uh this is one that definitely manages to do both uh yeah like you said you can just put it right up there with zombie movies because the zombie stuff still works on on its own while it's also incredibly funny yes i'm just responding to a tweet from the streams account right now oh, okay. uh, someone <laughs> respond someone responded to one of the streams tweets it said you could always tell which one of you is tweeting from the account at any given time. And I looked at what the tweet was, and it was it just said, oh my god, Tim is a horror god. So I'm just <laughs> responding with saying, oh, what gave it away? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I can't for sure say which one of us wrote that. But, I mean, whoever did, I like it. I approve. <laughs> if anyone thinks i wrote that leave and never come back um, <laughs> yes shot that show with that is it's one that i saw in theaters in 2004 and i was 15 at the time and i don't think i loved it at the time i think it's one that i appreciated more when i saw it again maybe a few years later sure um for whatever reason um and i, I think i you know what i think it is i think i appreciate it way more after hot fuzz because i think hot fuzz is an even better movie obviously it's not related to horror in any way although there is one really gory kill in it <laughs> which is very horror-esque but yeah i think it's it's tangentially related uh it's definitely going more in the the action route but i think there's like a few as the cult things you could you element know? yeah i suppose there's a couple of little things but definitely that feels more like a, a comedy about cops and action movies yeah, whereas this is a comedy about zombie movies so so i i think what did it for me at first was um i, I remember i was working at blockbuster at the time when it came out and we used to have these like events where they would kind of i don't think they would ever do anything like this nowadays because everything's like so corporatized and stuff but like they had, like, oh, also regional... i'm pretty sure blockbuster doesn't exist anymore well, yeah, Tim. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too but like they but they would get like all like the different like regional blockbusters together and they kind of threw this big like corporate event where everyone like hung out and they gave out prizes and all these free screeners and I remember they were giving out screeners of this and everyone's going crazy for it. Like, oh, this is supposed to be so good. This is great. And I remember thinking it was so stupid because of the the name. Like the name is just a cheap, you know, pun. It's like, oh, like Dawn of the Dead. I get it. Oh, like, you know, I think on the 
now that I like the movie, I appreciate it more. But like at the time, I was like, that is so lame. Uh, but then, yeah, once I actually watched it, I, you know, pretty quickly fell in love with it. Like, oh no, this is really good. Yeah, yeah. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Edgar Wright. Um, what a trio! What a trio! Edgar Wright's just a great yeah. writer and director, honestly. Um, even though I do think a couple of his films are a bit overrated by, mm-hmm. you know, film fans. Uh, I won't get into a, a rant about which those are right now, but um, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think it's. I mean, no, no, I think there's skill in all of his movies, but I do think there's a couple of his films that are a little love too much. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I like his whole uh, Cornetto trilogy. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll. I don't care if people want to get mad at me, but I'll say Baby Driver sucks. I hated that movie. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> I don't think it sucked. I did have my problems with Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought on a technical level it was pretty mm-hmm. fantastic, but the story is what the, the problem was. I Yeah, I mean, technically, you know, it's well-directed and everything. I think my problem with that is all his other movies seem to kind of like, not really like making fun of, but they're kind of being like cheeky homages to, mm. you know, the types of movies uh, that they were maybe not like over the top parodying, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, the first one's a zombie movie and the other one's like, you know, all those kind of like dumb action movies and stuff. But with baby driver, I feel like, um, Oh no. Like he was actually just trying to be like those kind of movies. And I don't know. I thought it was dumb. Really stupid. <laughs> uh, I'll just say it. Scott Pilgrim's overrated. All right. Uh, number 24, <laughs> <laughs> number 24, is a girl walks home alone at night there you go yeah that's a great one that's yeah. a good one yeah uh, uh yeah if you want to talk about like you know atmosphere like this is a movie mm. where it just really yeah seeps that it's fantastic and um one of a, a discovery i had i think it was earlier this year if not maybe late last year but um, you can put pop tarts in the toaster and you get them warm yes it's a wonderful thing to <laughs> jeez i don't can't remember the last time I had a pop tart. Um, I mean, I want to take credit for that joke. That was kind of a joke on Ashby's Evil Dead, but I, I you know. Oh right. <laughs> you opened up for him, and I couldn't not throw in something stupid. Uh, but no, actually, uh, the girl walks home alone at night. Uh, comic books are actually pretty good. Uh, I read two issues. I don't know how many there are. I'm assuming not that hmm. many, but uh, they're you know they're black and white, so they you know feel like the movie, but. Um, yeah, they're pretty cool. But. Yeah, it's got a wonderful atmosphere because it, partly because it's black and white, partly because of the cinematography. And it's one of those films where the plot's very thin. There's not much to the plot. It's more about how it's shot and what the feeling is as you're going through it. And I think, for me, a lot of, a lot of the best horrors where it's simple. And the, the, mm-hmm. the effect comes from more the execution than it does, you know. Like, sure, there'll be a great idea in the middle. Although, to be fair with this one, I don't even think there's necessarily a good idea in the middle. I mean, it's fine. It's just it's a vampire, and there's, mm-hmm. there's you know, there's a, sort of some villainous characters, and, you know, it's just, it's straightforward. Um, You know, sometimes you'll have, like, a really great idea in the middle of a thing, but then it's about the execution after that, you know. Like, uh, I don't know. Anything with the concept, you know, like, like earlier on the list we had, like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Like, you know, the concept mm-hmm. is a group of people, like work together and fight back against this enemy that kills you in your sleep. Right, there you go. That's your concept. Now it's just about the execution, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, and, the, and this is uh, Iranian, I think it was. Yes, it's, a, it's an Iranian vampire mm-hmm. romance western. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I, I think that's how it was uh, you know, first described uh, to me when I heard about it. And if that just doesn't 
get you excited you know <laughs> i don't know it's, what well it's oozing style it's an oozing style uh type of film uh but that's number 23 24 sorry uh number 23 is an american werewolf in london ah okay i i mean for me easily the best werewolf movie uh ever made i mean uh i, I watch this pretty you know fairly often and the everything about it still holds up and this one also i wouldn't outright call it a comedy but it is pretty funny too i see a bad moon rising <laughs> i i would um i mean that song's good but it's not as good as the one from howling two um <laughs> that played like 10 sure. times if you recall uh, <laughs> of course <laughs> um, no American Wolf is good it's uh, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things that I always say that there's only two good werewolf movies and I, I, I'll take that back a little bit I've seen some decent ones recently um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know it was always this and then Ginger Snaps were the two that always sprang to mind and I was like okay what's a good werewolf movie that's your two options and I think I do. Those are definitely the big like standouts for sure. Yeah, I do prefer Ginger Snaps over American Werewolf. There's something about it just speaks to me a little bit more. Uh, mm. But I do like American Werewolf a lot. I think it is pretty funny. Uh, the werewolf effects are really cool. The transformation is yeah. obviously very memorable. Um, I like Jenny Agutter who's in it. She's like the sort of nurse love interest. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, and was in the Avengers. Oh. And <laughs> and Winter Soldier, if I remember right. Yeah, she was. Oh, okay. She was on the Evil Council, or not the Evil Council, it was just the Council. You know, the, the, the Sam Jackson was talking to? Like, sure, yeah. <laughs> all the shadowy figures, uh, she was the woman. But, uh, okay, cool. There you go, I don't know. So there you go, that's number 23. Number 22 is Black Christmas. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the, like, the, the first ever slashers. Yeah, kind of a, a pro-slasher, because, I mean, many people sort of credit halloween with kind of like really defining what this what the formula of a slasher mm-hmm. was but yeah obviously you had this in like texas chainsaw and even earlier than that like, to an extent psycho kind of like teeing oh, up yeah. teeing up what a slasher was if not quite being there yet um but no i, I love it it's just it's uh, such a grimy little movie and the the villain <laughs> is so like erratic and fill mouthed and like visceral mm-hmm. and and how how he kind of comes off because you know the, of course it's the whole thing where he's calling them and leaving obscene mm-hmm. messages and yes the, the calls may be coming from inside the house <laughs> i don't think that's much of a spoiler these days because yeah. it's a thing even though it's not the only movie to do that of course uh or, or well this was before well, this was before where a stranger calls for sure right yeah which, uh, yeah, I always think of that one more, you know, when you when you think of the uh, calls coming mm. from inside the house line. Um, but, no, yeah, it works uh, for this one, too. And, uh, yeah, I, well, I, yeah, I think we're both big fans of, uh, you know, Christmas <laughs> slashers. Um, mm. You know, this obviously being, you know, the top of the pile. Um, but, no, it, it still really works. And, yeah, there's still, like, you know, really creepy stuff and uh it's definitely cool feels like a little sleazy which uh but you know you always kind of want that with a, a slasher movie plus you got john um, saxon and margot killer in oh, there yeah, of course got, yeah. some, got some star power i um no i think what separates us is that there's a lot of other christmas horror movies that we like because they're goofy or they're fun or they're bloody or they're silly uh but this is actually genuinely good <laughs> yeah definitely. so that's yeah, why like... it typically goes to the top of the pile um yeah although there's I love the... christmas evil and silent night deadly night but the, those are you know 
Although we do have uh, to do Christmas Evil for maybe maybe this year actually we'll do Christmas. Have we Evil. not done it before? We d- we did it like way back and like the the oh, early. Okay. This was like that was in the period where we'll redo everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, because and I think it was like a short like twenty five minute episode. That that movie deserves more than twenty five minutes. <laughs> that movie deserves <laughs> blow by blow account of what happened. Anyway, uh, so that's Black Christmas at number twenty two. Number twenty one. Scream. Okay. Yeah. Um, was it? I don't. It's. <laughs> that's a muted response. That was a very. Like, okay. Uh-huh. No, I, I mean, Scream is fine. Uh, I, again, I think it is something where maybe I had maybe a, a little bit more love uh, for it before going back and revisiting it. Uh, I think the first one's still good enough, um, but honestly, it, it's not as good as I had remembered. I think. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's just aged uh, a little bit or whatever. But uh, I, the sequels are, oh boy, <laughs> those are rough. Yeah, I would uh, definitely say it's on the high side. I mean, I, I do think it belongs on a top fifty. I don't think it belongs higher than Black Christmas. <laughs> I'll still say that. Sure. <laughs> or a yeah. lot of the other stuff we had in the first half, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but obviously, I mean, it, it was kind of the quintessential horror movie of the nineties. Like you know, that's the, oh, the yeah, first definitely. thing that comes to mind. Um, and yeah, the nineties wasn't a great decade for horror. Like you know, <laughs> you can compare it to the eighties, you compare it to the two thousands, or even this decade. Mm-hmm. And like the nineties does kind of stink. Not that there wasn't anything good, but there's definitely a much lower yeah. uh, quantity of good stuff for sure. horror movies uh, than any other decades. So uh, that kind of kind of sucks. But stream obviously was the thing that set a trend and then we had all these knockoffs that came after your i know what you did last summer's your urban legends your valentine your um you know that late 90s early 2000s yeah. uh sort of water like, down slasher movie yeah. yeah it's like yeah everything is like a mystery and has kind of like snappy teen dialogue and everything and um yeah it's it again it works in this movie but some of the imitators aren't the best um I don't know. I, I think uh, I just want more. Like when I watch it, I, I think I just want more of like the meta ness and like the calling out like of horror tropes and like more of the you know killer kind of playing with his victims and like asking them questions. And, cause, like I really like that setup, and then they don't really you know come back to it that much. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I I, I think and and also like I, I don't know. I, I keep thinking about this now after someone kind of pointed it out. Like, but um you know it, it might have been a little more like interesting back in the day when you're younger and you haven't seen as many movies and know as much and have the internet and stuff but like when you watch it now when they're asking like these you know super basic horror questions that like you know at, at the time it was like oh cool they're referencing this other movie but now everything is so kind of you know pop culture and uh, fixated on mm. stuff that like, I feel like the questions I asked are just like, yeah, who wouldn't know that? Or at least, like, a <laughs> horror fan or whatever. Or as a horror fan watching it, you're like, eh, it's an easy one. Yeah. And I to be know. fair, in this scene, it does establish that she is a horror fan. Because they yeah. talk about horror movies and stuff. But, I, yeah, I guess the, the thing with that, though, is that that's just something that we can't change because just t- sure. times have changed. Like, like yeah. we're, we're all nerds now with internet access who who know all these things. Like, GIFs are a thing now. GIFs weren't a thing back in the yeah. streams. <laughs> you know time yeah definitely i, I don't so, want to be too hard on it like i don't it's i don't think it doesn't deserve to be on the list i don't think it's a bad movie i just besides think, tim your favorite yeah. actor's in it uh matthew lillard yeah exactly <laughs> uh, got it okay. one 
Sure. Uh, he's a uh, he's a little much. I did like him in Twin Peaks, though. So. <laughs> oh yeah, there's good Twin Peaks. Um, um, and for the record, I, I will just say because uh, I don't like. Uh, I feel like people always say this about it, which I I, I think is very inaccurate. But um, I do think New Nightmare is a better meta, you know, movie than Scream. So also, at the start of this, you said the word meta in this. And that's not a word. Not that I blame you, because I don't think there is kind of a word for what you're going for. But if we're going to make up a word to mean what you were using it for, I, I want to put forward metativity. Metativity? Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Either that or metalicious. Whatever one. Uh, metalicious. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Tickles your fancy. Um, all right, so that's Met- number... Metanetic. There's magnetic, now there's metanetic. Metanetic. Yeah. Number 20 is The Mist. Ooh, now we're talking. Yeah. This is, yeah, a fantastic movie. You know, I'm a, like, I actually think this deserves to be probably this higher, at least close to it, but I wasn't expecting it to actually get this from the vote, so I'm actually quite pleasantly surprised that The Mist has gotten its due. When, when, uh, when, I wonder if anyone that voted for it, if they wrote the mist and then in parentheses put black and white version. <laughs> that is definitely the superior version. I, I definitely haven't didn't notice anyone uh, writing that if they <laughs> did. But um, it was funny. I've only seen it in black and white once because the first time I saw it was just I had no choice. And then yes. I think I got the Blu-ray which has both versions on it. And I think the first time I I watched it again, I, I watched it in color. And I think it was when I was showing it to friends maybe like a year later that I said, hey, let's watch the black and white version because I've not done that yet. And it's the director's preferred way. And the funny thing is, is that it, do, do you know, like I think it's a fine movie in color. It was great the first time I saw it. But I will say, if nothing else, the black and white certainly makes the CGI tentacles look a lot better. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Um, so, you got your, got your pluses there. Uh, it's a great movie, though. I, I think it's a great depressing time. and But it's got a lot of those <laughs> those other things that we love about other movies, you know, like your Night of the Living Dead or your or whatever, you know, these bottle things where it's these little microcosm society in one location. In this case, it's like a supermarket and they're trapped in there because of this mist and it's got, the mist has got creatures in it. This is basically a much better version of the fog, right? This is called, let's call it what it is. The sure, mist yeah. is a better version of the fog. Um, and yeah, characters develop. It's got, it's got a great villain. There's, you know, there's a character that you hate you know, as the movie goes on. Um, lot, lot of good star power in here as well. William Sadler's in there in a small role. Well, it's not even that small. It's actually kind of a supporting you know so a proper supporting role um thomas He's jane fantastic. of course uh yeah, thomas jane amazing and when i actually when i went back and watched the i think for review actually when we did it like maybe two years ago we we, we did the mist um so actually i've seen it in black and white a couple of times then because i'm pretty sure i watched it in black and white for that review as well um uh, like we go back and the angry neighbor is none other than captain raymond holt that's right from brooklyn 99 and obviously and this was the first time i'd watched it since brooklyn 99 had started it'd been a few years so it was like a big thing i was like holy shit it's holt holt was here all along god damn it um yeah so yeah yeah he, he does a, an amazing job and um yeah, yeah and- spoiler oh you're spo- you actually spoiled it. i was going to just say the ending is perfect without saying what anything was but you yeah I'm not going to spoil the ending, uh, which uh, I, I do agree. The ending is great. And uh, and what a testament to that uh, even, you know, Stephen King himself said, like, yeah, that's uh, that's probably better than my ending. Well, that's because uh, Stephen King's endings usually <laughs> suck. <laughs> not all the time. Sometimes. Not all the time. But, uh, 
but no, I, I was just going to spoil like what happens to, uh, you know, Holtz because <laughs> I apologize. I forget his actual name in the movie, but, um, I like that mm. his character, like you just kind of like never find out what happens to him. He just kind of like wanders off into the mist and like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You, you could almost read it like he was right. Like maybe he survived. Maybe he was right. Yeah. Maybe his, his attempt worked. Yeah. You know, we don't know. Like it's, it's a bit of an ambiguity there, which is nice. Yeah. No. It's just like I like when movies have like little stuff like that. Like it, like it's not big enough that you feel cheated out of not knowing mm-hmm. something, but it's cool to kind of be like, huh, I wonder what happened there. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, and oh. Uh, did we? I forget if we did it for the show, but did we review the first episode of the TV show? Oh, it wasn't for screams, but we did. Yeah, we did review the first episode of the TV show. Yes, that was the worst TV show I've ever seen. It was it was garbage. So yeah, it was garbage. <laughs> I, I you know what, I'll, I'll be honest. I forgot that existed until you just said that. <laughs> I forgot that's, it existed. That's completely awful. Uh, it's on Netflix now, and I'm always like, it, it, might this be funny enough to like watch? And then I, I, don't I, think I, don't know, so. I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, but maybe if I'm like super drunk one night. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, Mrs. is great. I love the ending. I love that it's oddly kind of a companion piece to Shawshank Redemption. Uh, you know, Shawshank's yeah. about hope. Uh, the Mist is about losing hope. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, yeah, Mist is fantastic. It, it kind of sucks. Like, I feel like we haven't seen anything from uh, Darabont in a while. Unless... Well, he did He did the Walking Dead pilot, right? And yeah. he ended up getting into a lot of bother with Walking Dead yeah. because he's suing them and whatever else. So I think that's maybe been tying him up. Because this is the thing. Walking Dead sucks as a show, but that pilot that he directed is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it almost sucks. Like, uh, it could have been good if, like, maybe it's just like a... I don't know if I want to say one and done, but maybe like just a series of like a couple of movies or something. Like yeah, like a trilogy or something. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah, I, I agree. That pilot was something else. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I was expecting to love that show based on that pilot. And the next yeah. couple episodes were okay. And then season two was just oh, oh, like, just so dull. I think I stuck for it uh, for a while. Like I think um, I remember like in half a season two, maybe it was like the second half once things kind of started to build up. But um i don't know i think at some point between the third or fourth seasons i was just like i cannot do this anymore it's too it's so boring so drawn out yeah yeah and i'll, I'll say it. i i think frank darabon has the has the distinct honor of having made the two best stephen king adaptations and making yeah. a third one which was I, I won't say it's the third the, the next one the list because i think maybe carrie beats green mile but I, green mile is also really good so yeah you know did much magic with his stuff um yeah he's a definitely um yeah he i don't know what it is but he seems to just really get king and i think uh some people like really understand it and then yeah i think just... well i think it's, I think it's two things i think he gets king but he also understands what needs to change for it to work sure. as a movie he understands what, what the adaptation needs to be it, it yeah. makes me think of almost uh matthew vaughn and jane goldman who adapt the mark miller stuff for uh, kick-ass and kingsman because those movies yeah. ended up being really good and i think mark miller's a a rough he, character yes <laughs> as a comic <laughs> his, writer. his comics are horrible yeah. yes and uh but yeah those uh those movies are uh you know i enjoy kick-ass i really don't like kingsman but um I mean, I, I think it, he definitely did a much, much better job than the comic, for sure. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so number nine... In general, I don't like spy stuff, though. So. 
Nor do I, but I just like it as a good action movie. Uh, sure. It for me anyway. But anyway, number 19 is another relatively recent one, Insidious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, get, I, I have a feeling this will be a, a divisive pick for some of the audience because as much as I think we're both on the Insidious is great bandwagon, I feel there is like a, a negative side to the coin who really don't like Insidious. Um, I've encountered this over the years. Uh, I mean, I, I think in general, you know, people don't like to, uh, you know, get too excited about like, you know, big Hollywood. Well, I, I don't know if it was like that big at the time, but, you know, it is kind of like representative of like, you know, the bigger Hollywood studio kind of horror movies. And yeah, there are definitely like a lot of like jump scares and CGI in it. But like, I think, you know, James Wan is one of the few people who can kind of get away with it because he usually, you know, he maybe has a few cheap things here and there. But for the most part, I think he, you know, can use that stuff pretty effectively versus a lot of people who I don't. Just, I love the mythology it builds. I, I actually end up really liking some of the characters. I think some of the scares and jumps are actually just really fun. And, you know, yeah. I saw this blind in 2011 and was just kind of like blown away by how much I liked it. And for me, this is probably still the best Blumhouse movie. Unless mm-hmm. someone... I mean, obviously, like people will say, "Get out," and "Get out" is great, but I actually think I kind of like Insidious more. So yeah, maybe it depends. I'd have to <laughs> yes, I don't think about it. I mean, it's definitely up there, though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, Insidious is is great. Uh, number eighteen is The Descent. Ooh, yeah, big fan of this movie. It's really good. Uh, Joe, Joe's weird about the scent, though, is I feel like <clears throat> the best stuff in it, like or not even the best stuff, but just like the horror in that movie and the buildup of tension actually is like off the charts before you ever actually get to the the uh, like the antagonist entity, if you will. That's, yeah. that's all I'll say. Otherwise, spoil anything. Sure. <laughs> um, but you know, just the claustrophobia of them being like sort of lost in this cave system and the way it sort of handles them squeezing through gaps and all that stuff. Like, it's just really good. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget that feeling. Like, I saw this in theaters, and, um, you know, I wouldn't say I'm, like, overly claustrophobic, but, like, I do definitely, you know, <laughs> had, like, not, like, uh, you know, tight spaces that much, and I've experienced, uh, I would say, like, you know, claustrophobic times, uh, I guess. But uh, I remember when I first saw this, being in this big open theater and them getting to those scenes and like yeah kind of like tensing up because you really are feeling like what the character is feeling and it is just so so well done mm. yeah no really really good um okay because i wouldn't say i have claustrophobia either but you feel it in some of those scenes it's kind of yeah. like i don't have a fear of haste but i remember seeing uh not a horror movie obviously but uh, mm-hmm. uh the walk with joseph gordon levitt okay. mm-hmm. uh, where he walks across the the world trade center you know in the the, the, the high yeah. wire um and I remember, like, as soon as he even goes up to the top of that tower and he's looking over the edge, I'm like, why are you not, like, crouched in case you yeah. trip or something, you prick? <laughs> like, this is terrifying. <laughs> You're 110 stories up. Stop it. <laughs> like, you know. So sometimes movies are just good at kind of, like... Again, I, I always come back to that's not a fear of heights. That's just a n- normal fear because it's that goddamn high that it doesn't matter if you've got a fear of right. heights. <laughs> if, you, if you fall from that height, you're splat on the pavement. Yeah. Uh, and it'll take and it'll take enough time that you'll experience the fall. It's not going to be so quick that you don't experience it. You're going to ex- mm-hmm. you're going to there's enough time in that fall to know you're dying. <laughs> like you're going to be aware of it. <laughs> well, you'll probably pass out before you even land. To be honest. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this is number eighteen. It's a shame that Neil Marshall, the director, has never really quite gotten close to this again. 
Yeah, I always, uh, you know, want him to have like another big hit. Like, um, I do like Dog Soldiers, but it, I don't definitely don't think it's near. Yeah, the no, level of this. I remember seeing Doomsday and Centurion in theaters. Like that was like, his next two mm-hmm. films because I was like, I really liked the descent, and they were both okay. Like neither one was, you know, memorable or great. Like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's kind of a shame that he's not really. I don't know. Uh, that's it. I've not seen everything he's done since then, but I did see his next couple mm-hmm. in theaters because I, I I was hoping they'd be as good as Descent, and they weren't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, number seventeen is we're finally going to something a bit older here. The Birds. <laughs> The birds? Yeah, the birds. Okay. <laughs> Not birdemic. Don't don't mistake no, no, no. me. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to make sure you aren't saying the burbs. So. Oh, right. Well, the burbs <laughs> is fantastic. If they, if they wanted to put the burbs on this list, I'd have supported 110%. But the birds, Alfred Hitchcock, um, Tippi Hedren, uh, Killer Birds, the inspiration for a classic of her time, which is birdemic, shock and terror. Um, yeah, I, I saw this once a long time ago. I really don't remember too much about it <laughs> you know obviously other than birds attacking so mm. i you know i remember liking it but i don't really have too much to say but it's cool that's right no it's really solid it's a really it's a few really great set pieces in this. i do think this is maybe a bit high for for mm-hmm. the birds i do like it quite a bit but it's not um like i don't think it's must-see horror I, I feel like because it's a hitchcock movie it automatically gets this extra like sort of Sure. level of uh yeah. prestige on it and obviously I'll, there's a reason why he has that prestige because some of his films do are that good and do deserve mm-hmm. to be up high on lists like this um i think the birds is just a really solid hitchcock movie though so but i mean it's good i mean i, I, I don't have a bad word, bad word to say about it it's just not <laughs> you know the 10 out of 10 that maybe another film that he does that may be on this list player mm-hmm. is uh but that's number 17 number 16 okay. a nightmare on elm street Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is... Ooh, I don't even know what to say about this. This is high for me. I, uh, you know, I, I love the, uh, like the, the weird dream stuff that's in here. I, I, li- I like anything to do with dreams. Dreams are such a weird you know, place that we go to every night that I, don't, I feel like people don't always talk about. It. And I think it's just like a perfect vehicle for uh, you know, a horror movie villain. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it still holds up really well. I'd probably watch it you know, about once a year around this time, and I'm still always very, you know, impressed by it. Do, 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 do. That's my rendition. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I like, I like Nightmare on Street a lot. I, I mean, I have, but on the record, I was thinking part three is the best one in the series, but uh, Nightmare 1 is definitely number two on my list of, of the series, and is, is obviously... A very well-made film. It's, it's a very inventive idea, and again, it comes back to having a simple idea of a guy who can kill you in your dreams. And Wes Craven yeah. sat there and said, "Okay, what can I do with this? How can I make this work? How do I have the character fighting back? Like, how does this progress?" And sometimes just having that that spark of an idea that from that idea kind of creates mechanics of how the the movie can work and by that i mean okay there's rules so the rules are you fall asleep you can show up in your dream but then as you go through the movie you learn some new rules like oh if she's holding on to something in the dream it'll come back with her uh kind of thing or, or stuff like that uh, but you have characters who are trying to not fall asleep but try to stay awake which adds this level of stress of trying to like keep their eyes open after 48 hours or 
uh, all these different things. Like, uh, I, I like the way it progresses. And it's got a little bit of that pissing contest between uh, Craven and Raimi, because Evil Dead's on the uh, TV at one point, uh, which is something that uh, Raimi returned uh, once or twice himself. Uh, I think it was like a Last House on the Left poster in like, the first Evil Dead or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and was it the first Evil Dead or the second one where they have, like, Freddy's glove on somewhere in the cabin? Has to be the second, because the first Evil Dead was out way before this. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I went to, uh, they're doing an exhibit here, uh, an Evil Dead exhibit, and they had all these props uh, from all the movies, and it was funny, like, one of the props was, like, uh, Freddy's glove, which is just, it's funny, because it's like, oh, hey, here's a prop from uh, Evil Dead. It's you know uh, another horror icon yeah you, you want you want to like say hey curator i think you're confused yeah. this, this, this doesn't belong with us uh but no i mean i absolutely love this movie and i'm really really holding out hope that they got like one more good one in here like obviously the reboot was awful and you know they pretty much shied away from that but i mean especially nowadays where you know everything seems to come back uh, eventually or in some form or another you're hoping, uh, Robert, especially... Eng- you're Robert England's get one last trip in yeah. the tank yes I really really hope <laughs> I'd love to see it number 15 is let the right one in ooh another good one yeah well I mean at this <laughs> point if, if there's anything that isn't at least great that's true then they're, they're, they're <laughs> a bunch of idiots who have voted for the wrong things uh, well it, it, it's just weird to uh kind of juxtapose it to we did one countdown where like it was all the bad stuff so it was kind of like all right i'm expecting bad movies to come now <laughs> that we're doing the one that's all the good stuff it's like uh, it's just a, a weird change in my mind leathery one is one of the best vampire movies ever made um yeah. it's it's a beautiful film it's touching it's got this dark romance to it that you genuinely get attached to and kind of root for it, even though you know it's kind of like ruining someone's life by it happening yeah. <laughs> and you get great kid performances from the two actors mm-hmm. uh, great atmosphere uh, the snowy setting really adds a lot to it um, yeah this is I, I can't say enough that makes things about let the right one in yeah it's just really uh, yeah, really haunting and beautiful uh, I read the book uh, earlier uh, this I think it was this year time just blurs together it might have been last year but it was, it was somewhat recently uh, but the book was really good and uh, yeah I think like one of the things that sticks out uh, to me when I think about this movie just the like uh, kind of the placement of like a, a lot of things like uh, I always liked when there'd be stuff kind of going on in the background that you know maybe you might not like uh catch right away at first Mm. but it just makes it feel like really real and like lived in versus you know some movies where it's like oh the action's over here we gotta do like you know close up and show this and that and um it just feels very much like you're just kind of like watching what's going on in here which is really cool yeah direction is really really you know very confident and very uh methodical in what it's doing uh, also, I just love that the setting's so different from most other movies, partly because it's a foreign film. But, but you, you could t- totally have the sort of setting I'm talking about, though. Just the idea that this isn't some big house the kid lives in. It's you know, it's a really sort of, you know, dumpy apartment block, you know, with a with bunch of working class people. Like it just, it's a really nice setting that feels unique to, I'd say, vampire movies, uh, for sure. So, no, uh, Leatherwood is fantastic. If you've not seen it, 
and you know if you're one of these people who doesn't like subtitles then suck it up read the subtitles because <laughs> the movie's worth it and yes it's yeah. better than the american remake even though matt reeves did a pretty good job with the remake ultimately let the right one in is the one it will see it still is yeah it's like it's probably about as good as you can do <laughs> you know like for an american remake of a really good foreign film but yeah if if you have the choice definitely watch the original yep uh number 14 is poltergeist Ooh, okay this is a really fun one yeah this is a bit <laughs> high i this is a bit high for poltergeist i i don't think poltergeist belongs on a top 50 mm, I, I wouldn't argue it i um i would i'd probably argue it being this high but i, I wouldn't necessarily say not having it on the list like uh I, I don't know like when i think of it it does feel like kind of you know, like maybe, I don't know, like a little more fun, even though, you know, it is still definitely like a horror movie, like for sure. But I don't know, it does feel like a little more family-ish, which obviously, you know, it's a you know, family-focused uh, kind of film. But... Well, there's the whole, you know, dispute about who directed more of it. Sp- right. Did Spielberg yeah. come in to make it more of a family-friendly movie kind of thing? Mm-hmm. There's a whole whole controversy that I'm not even going to start to really get into. But um yeah. I just, I don't know, like, Polaris is a fine movie. I, I've never really been attached to it all that much. Like, it's just one that I've seen a few times over the years, uh, and I never really found myself all that, I don't know, just, I don't know, it's fine. I don't know, I think it has a lot of really good memorable moments in it, though. Like the, like a lot of the kind of horrific elements uh, that happen, I, I think are like pretty memorable, and uh you know, like there's like some like pretty good lines and stuff in it. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem at all with this pick. It's again, it's not like my favorite movie of all time, but I think it is really dang, dang good. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that it's at number 14 above Let the Right One In and like The Mist and Black Christmas, I'm like, piss off. <laughs> yeah, well, my, yeah, I, I would say that is pretty high, but yeah. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Come on, you know it to be true. You know it to be true in your heart, Tim. Uh, number 13, now this is more like it, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. I mean, this... Original, obviously. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people really do like the, the Zack Snyder one, which, like, I don't know. It, I mean, it's probably my favorite Zack Snyder movie, but uh, I rewatched it recently. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't... Great. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it's probably also my favorite Zack Snyder movie, but that bar, <laughs> that bar is low. Yeah, it's not saying much, but I mean, this original though is man, it's so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be my favorite zombie movie. It's uh, my yeah, it's my favorite zombie movie. Yeah, it's like I, I love all the Romero ones. I do think this is probably the most fun. Uh, I feel like um I, I i do really like night and day a lot um they are definitely like a little heavier like i think this one is still has like you know heavy moments but it, it can also be like pretty fun at times and um you know like the gore is good and it's just a, a great idea you know like uh, i i feel like at this point we've exhausted every you know all right uh zombie movie but it takes place here 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 mm-hmm. and like uh, but i mean at the time it was like 
oh cool like we're doing the zombie thing again but like add them all like just like that idea so there's so much you can do with that yeah so much variety there's so much so many places in a mall to go so many different things and obviously there's a lot of social commentary part of what makes uh, the romero dead movie so good is that they actually do have something to say um all three of them do although i think days gets a little bit more uh, muddled because the movie wasn't exactly what it was meant to be in the first place whereas night and dawn i think you know the messaging is there and it's i, I think our discussions of those two movies back when we did them because we, we we decided to do them because uh, when romero passed away we hadn't done them yet and i was like well let's do them let's, let's celebrate yeah. or not celebrate you know what i mean like celebrate his life by uh mm. by doing them so um no, Don, Don's my favorite. I like the characters. You really get to come to care about them. They become this kind of little family. Again, it's like a little microcosm, um, mm-hmm. but it has so much to say. And there is just this fun element of them like clearing out the mall and then sort of setting up shop and like, let's live here. Let's live in this commercial, like, utopia. <laughs> um, so good. Yeah. And yeah, sure. The, the 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 fake blood looks like the wrong color now. I mean, yes, that's aged a lot, but but I don't think it matters. Not when you really get into the story, the characters, and yeah. everything that happens. Plus, come on, that helicopter, like kill. Great scene. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Uh, number twelve. It follows. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. baby. Okay. Well, I I couldn't tell if you're excited it's on the list or mad that it's too low. <laughs> I, I can't be mad at number twelve. Number twelve is, okay. is, is, is pretty high. Um, I, yeah. I, I am I am pleased that this film does seem to have gained uh, some following. No pun intended. Beyond <laughs> myself, because I love this movie. I think it's one of the best horror movies of the last twenty, thirty years. I think it belongs high up in every best of list. Is <laughs> no, it, it's definitely terrific. I, I do feel like it is starting to get a little bit of a blowback though because i feel like i don't know maybe a lot of people really liked it but i think it maybe it was more of a culty thing and uh you know how those kind of movies usually will kind of end up getting to a point where they start kind of having a backlash and like mm-hmm. you know you get the people like it's not that good but i don't know it it really is cool it has like you know a great uh direction to it and like a really cool unique simple idea that is played out very effectively with it's, rules uh, it has rules tim yeah <laughs> exactly it's uh yeah i think it's like endlessly rewatchable too this is one that mm. I, I think is still super fun to you know throw on like, any time not only is it suspenseful not only does it have the rules it has characters who are proactive and try mm-hmm. to once they understand what the rules are try to use those rules to their to their benefit and try to fight back it's it's got everything I want in a in a horror movie in many ways. Yeah. So yeah, so if you wrote this off as oh it's a sexually transmitted ghost movie, um like many did when the the, the premise and the trailer sort of came out, um no. And the music's fantastic as well. I'll oh, yeah. throw that in as well. Uh number eleven is Evil Dead Two. Ooh. Too uh too low for me. That's gotta be high enough, <laughs> but um no, I mean I have gotten record before saying it's my favorite movie. Uh, of all time not even favorite horror movie because it's got to be my favorite movie just i mean what else do you want in there it's got a you know great horror great comedy bruce campbell is just so charismatic and uh you know the gore the story everything about it just like you know fires on all cylinders for me it's just really this is like the kind of movie i just want to watch again and again and again (laughs) i like it with that too a lot i'll love it as much as you do but it is very good and bruce campbell's great in it and it's very fun and wacky 
and all those things. Um, I, I think, you know, it's... I don't remember where I put it in my top 100 when we did that a couple of years ago, but it was probably mm-hmm. in the 20s, you know, so... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not mad at this at 11. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm okay with it here. I think it feels, feels okay. Feels okay. Uh, number 10 mm-hmm. is Night of the Living Dead. Ooh, nice. Okay. So people like that a little bit more than Don. Seemingly, yeah. I was I was a little bit surprised at that myself. But I mean, I can't really follow it too much because Night is fantastic. Like, Night is a 10. Sure. Like, you know, Night is... Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's beautifully shot for such a low budget, black and white, all the social commentary in there, having the black lead character, like, conflict with, with uh, you know, the, the stubborn, like, middle class, you know, white guy and... Um, all, all the sort of shocking turns it takes, you know. And I, I can't imagine how shocking this movie must have felt to watch in 1968. Oh, for sure, yeah. And uh, again, just a, a great example of like, you know, someone just having a really simple idea and going out and doing it. Like I, I uh, imagine this must have been pretty cheap, you know, to make. But uh, you know, it's just everything is used uh, so effectively, and uh, you know, it, it really is uh, incredible. Like. Obviously, we have so much zombie stuff now, but like before this movie, like zombies weren't a thing. Like, yes, the the word existed, but it's it was like completely Voodoo. different. Voodoo zombies and things like that. Yeah, but like it, it was not what we thought of uh, when we think of zombies now. So like the fact that you know George Romero and this movie basically, <sighs> you know, created what is now probably this. This would be like if another movie invented the vampire. Exactly, yeah. Like, right. zombies Which, are right up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and obviously it didn't. I mean, Dracula, the book, I guess, kind of. But, but at the same time, I'm, I'm sure people will probably point out that there's kind of vampires before. But, you know, Dracula, much like Night of Living Dead did for zombies, Dracula made what we think of a vampire as. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so... Um, I don't know who invented werewolves. <laughs> but, yes, people can... People can go find that themselves. Do a bit of research. <laughs> uh, now, The Ale of the Dead is an absolute bona fide classic, and it holds up wonderfully uh, whenever I see it. If anything, I like it every, more every time I see it. It's yeah. just it's so, it's so nice, full. Uh, yeah, there's a nice uh, Criterion Blu-ray out for it now. Mm-hmm. So that is Night of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah, we're in the top 10, by the way. I just should have made more of a big ooh. deal about that. I was like, ooh, top ooh. 10. <laughs> uh, number 9... And that's that's why it's surprisingly a little bit high, and I'm not messily mad, but the cabin in the woods. Oh, cool! Yeah, uh, that's another like um, new-ish. I, I mean, I guess it's like old now, but it, it still kind of feels new. But no, I mean, I uh, I, I think anything post two thousand that I would consider as newish. Yeah. But um, yeah, cabin in the woods is is. is, is I mean, I I think you know we were talking about Scream earlier. I think cabin in the woods is the better version of Scream. Uh, oh sure and what yeah. it does and yes i am a joss whedon fan who of course <laughs> created the hit television show but for the vampire slayer mm-hmm. so i don't bias, but i think Drugar's direction is really good i think the way it plays with genre tropes is is very fun like i think you know i always i never want to really spoil this movie for anyone because it, go, it just goes places but i will say like what this movie becomes in its third act versus what it was at the start of the movie is insane and I had a, like a, just a big. I remember seeing it in the theater in 2012 and just having this big grin across my face. Like once they went underneath, I'll just say. <laughs> yeah, like what? And like it was shelved for a while. Like I, I forget if it was maybe like a year or a couple of years or something. But 
uh, I remember hearing about it, like, not like uh, specific story beats or whatever, but yeah. just basically hearing the fact that, oh, Joss Whedon, like, has this new movie, this new horror movie out. And, like, um, yeah, I remember being like, oh, like, that that's awesome. Why is someone not putting this out right away? And then when I finally get to see it in theaters, it was just like, you know, having a, a grin on your face, like from start to finish. What's so weird is that normally when something shelves for like a couple of years, just because it's not very good and they just want to put yeah. it out quietly <laughs> at some point. But this movie was great. Like, it was like, why did you keep yeah. this for almost for two years? And I feel like the only reason why it got released is because Chris Hemsworth sent it and like Avengers was about to come out and was like, hey, we can capitalize yeah. off this because we got Hemsworth. Uh, and that was basically it. So, yeah. And I, and this like is one of those movies that like is like i i am happy to watch as a horror fan like sometimes i feel like stuff that's trying to play off horror tropes or um be kind of meta satirical or whatever like uh, sometimes it it feels like it doesn't really have much love for the genre like they're kind of making fun of it or you're kind of rolling your eyes at it but this is like you know just something like everything about it as a horror fan you're like yes like they're nailing this or like oh this is like you know super well, funny do, or... do you know the is, is that it is super critical of the horror genre and what it is at that point in time but it's not saying we should stop horror movies it's saying let's do new things let's do new horror yeah, definitely let's yeah. not repeat the same old ideas that everyone's been doing uh, ad nauseum and as a very original film uh you know the 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 jenkins and uh what's his face <laughs> the, 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 those those control room characters yeah. are so funny like i this movie like i guess it is a horror comedy even though i don't necessarily think of it that way but it is so funny like yeah the scenes earlier on when they're talking to the uh you know their version of um what's the character's name from uh, ralph your crazy ralph from friday the 13th oh, right, right. they've got you know <laughs> yeah. talking to him on the answer the the speakerphone um like that scene like like was breaking me apart in the theaters because it was just so goddamn funny uh i yeah i i I fully root for cabin in the woods maybe maybe it's a little high given some of the classics that it's topping but like you know i I mean you know who knows though like i mean it's obviously standing the test of time and i feel like sometimes just because something does feel newer or whatever you're more hesitant to put above Mm. the other ones but i don't know i i think it is definitely worthy to pretty high up there and it uh yeah it, it really does feel like hitting a lot of the you know best beats from buffy that like you know oh the reason why i like this show is because of like you know the kind of capitalizing on those same kind of moments there where it is like the you know the the characters and the the jokes and stuff like along with having like legitimately good like horror moments and everything mm. and like subverting expectations of things it's really good yeah. Uh, number eight is Jaws. Okay, this is a this is a very a high movie uh, for me. One of my favorites. Uh, mm. Again, it's one of those ones where, uh, yeah, uh, I understand. Like some people, you know, like to argue about whether it's a horror movie or not. And um, I, I don't know. I think there is definitely uh, a debate to be made about that. But. Uh, I don't know, because I guess when you watch it, it doesn't really feel like a horror movie, but everything about it on paper does say, mm. you know, that it is. But, I mean, just as a movie, though, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I, I wouldn't fault the movie. The movie's fantastic. It's possibly Spielberg's best movie. I think there's an argument for me between that and Jurassic Park, 
But sure. admittedly, I, I never count this as a horror movie. I never like put it on a horror list. I never put it in the horror section on my shelves. It's in the whatever section. But like, it's not in the horror shelves. Like, and I don't know why. It's just a feeling. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I think just a feeling. Yeah, it, it's really hard to say. Like again, I wouldn't argue for someone that does. Uh, feel that same way and honestly it is like one of my favorite movies like i would probably put it in a top five you know favorite movies of all time for me easily but yeah if if i'm doing a horror list i don't automatically think about it but i mean again like everything about it on paper is like yeah that's horror there is a creature that is like killing people and you know it's up to you know these like group of people to try to save everyone and like like it's very specific horror elements but yeah for some reason when you watch it i don't know it doesn't really feel that way it feels more like a an adventure thriller to me i guess like i don't I know i guess maybe that's like just a spielberg touch or like yeah. whatever he does just kind of yeah feels like a spielberg movie i don't know that's, that's, that's the best i can say uh but uh, just agree. i mean i don't know i fault it though and you guys have voted for it you have declared it's a horror movie and that's okay i will accept that but um yeah obviously i'm not going to fault the movie itself though the movie's still fantastic it's, it's jaws <laughs> um from spielberg's golden era so uh number seven mm-hmm. is the texas chainsaw massacre mm, very good choice <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised it's a little high uh i feel like maybe um like i uh, don't get me wrong i think it's a you know an absolute masterpiece but yeah i feel like um maybe people like some of the other franchise stuff a little uh, more usually so that's a, it's a little surprising although i wouldn't say undeserved yeah i mean it's a touch high for me but it is important to the horror genre and mm-hmm. i can't really fault it as a pick it does have a very unique yeah. you know it, it's got that that tone and atmosphere that rob zombie's been chasing for, <laughs> for decades now at this point um but it's a very effective film i i, I can't fault it and uh i can't help but cheer when franklin gets killed you know so <laughs> yeah and again i just lo- love the idea of like you know, a couple of, you know, kids at the time, like, you know, these young people just went out and kind of made this movie. Like, mm-hmm. again, I, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm, I have no idea what the budget was, but it had to be like super low. Like, oh, it's m- micro. Because <laughs> yeah. if I remember correctly, they were shooting this at weekends. They all had like, you know, day jobs during yeah. the week and then they were shooting the movie at the weekends, which is insane. Like, how much drive and ambition you have to have to have that energy. Uh, for you know the months and months and months that it took to to eventually finish this movie but i mean hey i such like a hard time getting some of my friends to like go to the movies but like to actually like get friends to i know like, make a movie with you it's like that's that's commitment yeah oh and i've tried in the past so. <laughs> <laughs> i've tried <laughs> um so no texas is a great movie and it deserves it's obviously a part of the the mount rushmore of like horror kind of icons and it deserves to be very highly represented here um but but a bit high for my taste but it's not like i wouldn't put it like that low like it's you know, it's just yeah. you know uh it's, it's like one of those coveted spots in the top 10 um fantastic title too <laughs> oh it is yeah it's a great title it's a great title and basically gave birth to like an entire subgenre of movies that have the word massacre in the titles yeah. <laughs> also i wonder if it was one of like the first uh horror movies to use a chainsaw in it because it's i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean it is like one of like the coolest like 
weapons now though i, I feel like like obviously I mean, like to use a chainsaw as a weapon sure but like just having a chainsaw on the screen because someone's oh, using sure. a chainsaw I mean, yeah well yeah that, that's what i meant not yeah. <laughs> just having it on screen but this isn't like psycho where was, there was no toilet seats in cinema until psycho <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I love any horror movie that busts out a chainsaw, though. Mm. Number six is The Exorcist. Mm. Sorry, I had a cough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I'm a big fan of The Exorcist. This this was, like, one of the movies, like, growing up that, like, I I feel like even adults (laughs) were afraid of. Like, you, you know, uh, but when you're like still really young and just getting into it and like you haven't seen much yet and like people would be like, oh yeah, you know, that movie's cool. That movie's fun. And they'll be like, oh, like the exorcist. You'd kind of talk about it in hushed tones. And, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, everyone would always be like, oh, it's based on a true story. And like a woman died when she was watching the theaters and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously that stuff, <laughs> you know, might seem a little silly now, but like, uh, it's still a super effective movie when you watch it. Yeah, no, it's really well made. It's very effective. I do, I, and I remember that too. I remember there being this kind of aura around it where I, I, I don't know if like hardcore horror fans maybe were like that, but I think for the adults around you who weren't horror fans uh, as a kid, like they would speak about the Exorcist like it was this like forbidden thing, like 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 they were all too scared to watch it. It was it had this yeah. this thing, and I, I don't know if that maybe almost sets like our generation up for disappointment because we go to watch it, especially <laughs> if it's not like one of the first things we watch as a horror fan. We're like, this is fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> there's nothing that, that yeah. it's not that intense. <laughs> Calm down. I, I, I think there's like a whole religious factor too, which because I, I think like I don't know, um, you know, like not to make any like judgments against people who are religious who, or who aren't or whatever, but I think in general, maybe more people are less <laughs> religious than they were uh, back in the day. And I, I feel like maybe like this generation was one of kind of the last ones that, or at least like the area I grew up in and kind of grew up in kind of felt like the last, like, Oh uh, yeah, we're not <laughs> really doing this kind of stuff that much anymore. But uh, I, I'd like friends who, you know, like we're Catholic though, and it seemed like, oh, if you're a Catholic, like this movie is like, holy shit, watch out. <laughs> if you're a Catholic, you're basically the episode of Fall of Ted with the, the picket sides, down with this sort of thing. Um, have you seen Fall of Ted? Is that a, a reference that's lost on you? I've only, I've only seen a couple of episodes. Okay. Um, I, it's one of those ones I, I, I have always wanted to watch. It's never got around to. It. I do like my, uh, my British sitcoms. So. It's really, it's really, it's like maybe 20 something episodes the whole thing it's not yeah. like a, a, a long thing but uh, there's an episode where the church gives him a, a task to go and protest this 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 uh arty film that's been released it's got nudity in it and <laughs> they, they just have a sign saying down with this sort of thing and then <laughs> uh they get bored and go in and watch the film and see what it's like <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good and the bishop gets really mad at them for it uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i do love follow it i do love follow it but um yeah, I, I I guess this is really good. I I do, I don't hold it on the pedestal of that that a lot of people do though. The fact that it's appearing at number six here, that it's this high, there is definitely this reverence for The Exorcist as a film, and I I think that it's a really solid movie. I think it does deserve to be in the top fifty. Absolutely, I don't think it's like top twenty material though. Um, and that's just a personal thing, but um, you know, I mean, 
Say what you will about the movie, but I think Tubular Bells gets oh, yeah. like a top ten spot alone. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's Mike Oldfield. That's that's uh, that ain't the movie, baby. That's Mike Oldfield yeah. just making a good track. <laughs> um, but yeah, that elevates the movie <laughs> absolutely. Probably yeah. I feel like for a point, just just for Tubular Bells. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's number six, and uh, number five is Psycho. Hmm. And we just reviewed this at the start of the month. So you can go check our, yeah. our, our long or whatever it was thoughts on Psycho. Um, obviously, it's a classic. It's a masterpiece. It's the dawn of a new era in horror films. Uh, for someone like Hitchcock, who typically made thrillers, not horror movies, this was like, oh shit, Like he just made a horror movie that's violent and brutal and for the time, very shocking and kind of changed the face of what horror cinema could be. So um, definitely deserves to be represented. And the fact that I think it basically holds up almost completely uh 60 mm-hmm. years later is kind of a big deal yeah definitely a lot of memorable parts in here anthony perkins is you know really great as norman bates um i recently read the book um and uh, the book was pretty good it's you know not too different from the movie You'd have um, had some trouble at the time because uh, Hitchcock sent out his uh, assistants to buy all the copies, so no one would oh, yeah. know. No one would know what the ending was. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like a lot of really cool stuff like that. Like it, uh, you know, I'm sure something else would have come along and done this anyway. But this was a, kind of the first movie that was changing stuff, like in regards to, um, you know, like like oh, like when you go see the movie, you have to go like as it starts. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, there's a whole thing where. You know, you couldn't just come in like halfway through, and um, so it's kind of interesting, like the kind of like weird stuff like that, in regards to like spoiler culture and stuff nowadays. That yeah, so. like maybe one of the most prolific like sort of twist endings, maybe. Uh, not not that twist endings didn't exist before. I'm sure they did because twist endings aren't exactly. I mean, they're kind of a, a you know a staple of storytelling, but. Uh, I feel sure, like in I terms mean, of major... I didn't see that moon getting hit in the eye with a rocket. <laughs> that was a, a surprise. <laughs> a trip to the moon. I've seen that. I've seen that short film, Tim, believe it or not. Um, from like 1910 yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, what, did you see it for like your like 10th birthday or something? <laughs> no. No, I actually sought it out because the uh, Martin Scorsese film Hugo made me very oh, interested right. in the director so i actually made a point i'm going to check it it's also i think it's the first entry in my uh my bible uh and by bible i mean the 1001 movies to see before you die um okay because <laughs> they're in chronological order and that's the first entry so you know neat plus it's like well, 10 minutes long so i got to like tick off a movie <laughs> in that list for 10 minutes sake easy peasy well uh we won't speak of uh that that horrible man martin scorsese and his bad bad views about movies and marvel movies and whatnot <laughs> so it was funny i was recording with tara last night and we actually ended up, it was, it was, it's going to be a bonus bit on patreon because we went for like 25 minutes talking about martin scorsese and marvel movies and <laughs> um so i just wanted to mention that that happened spoiler uh, alert he's right <laughs> <laughs> i love movie, i love the marvel movies but come on let's you know Thank you! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> I don't even like all Martin Scorsese films. I'm so hit and miss with them. Yeah. But you know what? And don't get me wrong. I don't agree with the sentence that they're not cinema. I don't, I guess, I agree sure. with that exact phrasing. But there's a distinction. There's Marvel fast food movies, and then there's, sure. you know. Yeah. Like, it's... 
it's just the whole like I don't know people like legitimately getting upset about is just like the dumbest thing like I just in general like I don't understand why people feel the need to like stand up for like billion dollar corporations so weird yeah and, like, and to be fair, this not, movie does not care about you. Don't <laughs> spend time defending it's it. It's not just specifically the Marvel movies. I mean, everyone's using that as the the, the the phrase because they're the biggest things now. But like, you know, I'm in, I'm including you know other big blockbusters that are getting churned out in this. You know, I'm, I'm including the sure. DC movies. I'm including Star Wars now. I, you know, st- the yeah. original Star Wars trilogy, not so much because those were an original idea. It was like fresh and it was all these things. But Star Wars now, it's like no, we need to make a new Star Wars movie because we want to make money. Like, you know, it's a, it's a very corporate kind of incentive behind the whole thing it, it is weird like i do <sighs> constantly kind of feel like uh like stuck in a weird place because on the one hand like yeah i do you know as a nerd i am excited to see all the things that i love are still around like oh you know as much as it might be diminishing returns you know it's still cool to go see a marvel movie a star wars movie or whatever but at the same time it does kind of feel like yeah, all this stuff is just starting to be the same. It's like there's not could as you, much like. Could you imagine being around in the seventies and like early eighties when all these things were being introduced for the first time? Oh yeah, where, where's like, all these introductions be... of new things that we can get excited yeah. about? Damn it! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, I don't know. What do we have? Like, like I do like John Wick. Like it's not yeah, uh, that's my favorite good... thing in the world, but at least it is an original. <laughs> thing <laughs> it's a solid example of like a new thing that just started that's you know having some sure i, I don't mind it having sequels but um like you know you've, you've got that and but like what like what is something that would be like an original thing that's like oh like this is like a franchise now like because even stuff like you know like it follows or get out which are great horror movies but they're kind of like one and done stuff you know sure like... which is fine things can be one and done i don't need sequels oh, to things yeah, yeah. but um I don't know, I guess Fast and the Furious kind of counts, even though it was yeah. terrible. Like, I, I hated that first movie, but, like, it has become something. Yeah. So, you know, can't can't fault that, I suppose. Um, yeah, well, yeah, what else is, since 2010, say, has started that's not based on a comic book thing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, I'm sure there's probably a lot of examples you can think of, but even if you do think of, like, four or five, it's not much compared to, like, you know, the... 80 that are just like you know either uh that we get every year it's just like either based off a comic or a remake of an older movie or you know like a sequel to a franchise or something yeah and it's, i don't think it's odd the taste i think it's been based in a book's completely fine and feels sure. fresh enough i think the reason why i think comic books kind of fall into this is because a lot of them are falling into the same universe you know all the marvel movies are connected and they yeah. all feel part of the same machine um dc to an extent has that as well but not exactly the same um i i, I don't think people bring that up when we're talking about like kick-ass or we're talking about um you know like non-superhero movies that are based on comic books no no one's bringing up oh it's based on a comic book no one cares because it just feels like a story that's based yeah. on something it doesn't really matter um i don't sure. think people when the when the paper girls tv show starts goes oh it's based on a comic it feels just like a marvel movie no it doesn't <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be whatever it is you know sure. maybe good maybe yeah. bad but it'll be its own little thing based on one story um anyway that's not tangent that's not tangent um yeah. anyway, so psycho so close to the end <laughs> uh, psycho is number five and was uh as a classic fantastic number four is the thing Ooh, I, I just rewatched this the other day and yeah what a what a masterpiece honestly i mean 
what else uh what else can you say about it other than how stupid were people when this came out and, <laughs> uh because yeah I, I don't know how long it, it took to real before people realize it was a thing but yeah like it was a huge flop when it first came out and I don't know if it's just like recently in our lifetime people started liking it, but it's crazy to think um, that there was a time when it was not well regarded. I think it probably always had a cult following when it came out, and then you know I, I think it's uh, maybe certainly by the time movies were getting released in DVD, it was considered a classic. So, yeah. so I'd say by two thousand it definitely was. I, I don't know where. Maybe it was just gradual over that, that like eighteen years, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think I've always heard that you know part of the reason why it maybe flopped is because that was the summer of ET and everyone cared about ET. It was um, this friendly yeah. alien, and no one wanted to see the dark like <laughs> horror movie version of an alien attacking people. Yeah. Um, and I like ET, but the thing's better. I'll see it. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll, I'll put. I'll I'll stand on that. The thing's a fantastic movie. Is it? Talk about a great set and great atmosphere. Uh, maybe the best film about paranoia ever made. Uh, this like is is this person the thing or aren't they? You know, can we trust this person? Um, you know, Kurt Russell in there, of course, Keith David. You know, so you got some star power. Um, nice, nice amount of mystery, which of course the prequel tried to completely take away, but let's just ignore that and pretend it never happened. And yeah, yeah. Uh, funny thing is we've not done, we've not done the thing. Uh, well, you and Matt did it, right? No, me and Carr did it a long time ago. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I think the argument was is that. I can maybe have been on a vote, maybe, or something like that, but um, I think it's something we will probably do in streams at some point. It feels weird that we sure. haven't. Um, and I think, as much as I, I happily put it in the sci-fi shelf, maybe, I feel like I probably think it's more of a streams episode than an ace episode. Sure. Or are you going to argue with me because it's an alien? No. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I'm not going to argue when it's something I want to watch, so, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, again though it's i mean yeah it's fantastic I, I mean, what else do you need to say about it it's carpenter at his best it looks great the music's awesome the special effects are like some of the best mm -hmm. and it's still just really cool and fun to watch and finally enough number three is halloween wait oh okay oh. <laughs> oh no i was gonna say i was gonna guess i i think i have guesses for what the last two are but okay okay yeah halloween is number three um Obviously, I'd put it at number one because it's the best horror movie ever made. But, um, you know, Carpenter getting both number three and four on this list is uh, obviously a huge achievement. And yeah. he should be very proud of himself. Halloween is the quintessential slasher film, is what created the idea of the slasher. And I think The Shape is a phenomenal villain, my favorite horror movie villain. And I think it's shot wonderfully. The music is iconic and adds so much to that movie. Uh, I have nearly a, a negative word to say on it. Yeah, no, it still really holds up. Uh, it's fantastic. A really simple, simple idea that for some reason people can't seem to grasp when they try to make, you know, new movies, but whatever. Uh, it still really holds up. Uh, yeah, everything about it is just fantastic. And I'm not even as big of a slasher guy as you, but I you know, still got to admit that this is, you know, like one of the best horror movies ever made. Was that the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. <laughs> Number two. Oh, wait. So oh, okay. I, I think there's two big movies that I don't think have been mentioned yet. So I don't know if I'm I want you. I don't know if I want you to guess them, though. Okay. Because if you're right, it's just going to be like, oh, here's the two obvious picks. And 
Okay. I'll yeah. uh all right, well you can you can say it. I'll I'll, I'll just I'll I'm just right. trust you afterwards if you tell me that okay. each one was one that you, you thought, okay? I'll just trust okay. you. <laughs> Number two is the shining. Okay. Uh, all right, so I was gonna guess that was number one, but okay, all right. All right, so we'll see then if my number two guess yeah. is number one then. But um, yeah, I I cannot argue with this at all. This is I I think when we did our personal list, I think I might have had The Shining at like two or three. I forget, but I I think I had it pretty high, maybe even four. But it was in my pretty... it was in my top ten for sure. I don't know. If, I don't think I had it quite up at like the top three, but. It was in my top 10. But, I mean, actually, I, I feel similar to, like, Halloween and The Thing and stuff. Like, it's kind of hard to talk about this movie because it's, like, a masterpiece. It's, like, what do you say about it when, like, everything, uh, honestly, is just <laughs> perfect. It works so well. I don't know. <laughs> Tim says a few days before we record the review of The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> He's an episode of Screams. Yeah, I mean look out for that but uh <laughs> heads up it's probably gonna be a boring episode because it's just gonna be like oh Don't yeah that say that. Cool. it's our big that episode for cool. halloween it's the october 31st episode no the shining discussion will be fantastic no the big episode for halloween oh, no. is gonna be leprechaun 3 <laughs> <laughs> that's right two episodes on halloween because tim made a wager on the last list and it turned out to be well i don't know if correct's the right word but you know what i mean like it happened uh, and well, it's still a chance for it to be three episodes if <laughs> number one is a certain film. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a. And, and I, I do feel a little conflicted about this movie because I'm a big Stephen King fan, but uh, you know he hates it, and um, it is very different from the book. And I understand the reasons why he hates it, but it's hard to complain because this movie is really so damn good it's, it's just his own great thing like just forget yeah. that it's based on a stephen king book it, it it's just the, it's, the, the book is still enjoyable you can read it and enjoy it on its own it, but yeah <laughs> this is a master class in direction and 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 mood like the eerie feeling of all the empty space and just like this empty building and just the, the stir crazy kind of thing that it does and the the performance from jack nicholson it's just everything about it it's just it's great um totally. what's interesting actually is i've not really thought about this but um maybe i should try and watch the u.s cut for me to view it because i've never oh, seen okay. it because if you, if you don't know this about the shining there's two cuts uh kubrick after the u.s release decided to do like a sort of director's cut for uh, europe which was actually shorter because he, he, he cut out some of the fluff and i don't want to like uh, this is his this is kind of i'm paraphrasing what he said at the time but he basically trusted that europeans didn't need as much explanation for some things <laughs> uh okay but, uh, yeah it's like it's like 20 minutes shorter the, the version that i've always seen so i'm really curious to see if the pacing feels off if i watch the, the longer cut if i'm gonna be like oh this is too too long and weird what is this shit I'm not sure what version i watch i'm assuming it's probably the u.s version the US i just cut. have the blu-ray so well, 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 that's, but... that's the weird thing about it is that even after all this time whenever they release like the blu-rays you know warner brothers is like they, they always put the US cut out in the US and the Europe cut out in Europe. They never like, just give you... Because you know, a lot of movies will say, here, pick your cut. Yeah, They'll yeah, give you both. Option. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, they've never done that. They've just always just adhered to what it was. It's, and it's insane that, like, uh, there's no, like, Criterion edition or something of this, like... Yeah. I think Warner Bros. <laughs> are putting out the 4K Blu-ray uh, because 
Doctor Sleep's coming out, which is why we're doing it, of course, as well. Uh, that makes sense, yeah. Um, but uh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, yeah, because because uh, the, the long cut is like two hours twenty minutes, whereas the one I've seen has always been like about two hours. Yeah. So, and, and uh, I always uh, keep forgetting to uh, you know <laughs> plug this, but uh, if anyone's follows me on like uh, you know Twitter and Instagram, I've been doing uh, Inktober uh, this month mm. where you do like a you know an ink sketch uh, every day and i actually did two from the shining which i was pretty happy with how they came up yeah th- don't, don't plug that they, they, i mean you can go look at them <laughs> they're all shit what you want to look at on tim's twitter uh is Goatman man meme monday which is oh, yeah. <laughs> a staple of tim's twitter presence <laughs> that's one of my favorite things to do and I really hope people like it because if they knew how much time I put into like coming up with those, Joe is so uh, sad. Tim, is I know you're using Paint, and I'm like, this would be so much easier for you if you just use better software. That's what that's what makes it so special. <laughs> but he uh, replaces uh, it, it, scenes from movies with like a copy of his Goatman comic. So the, yeah. the one that I remember that's easy to explain is uh, the start of Raiders of the Lost Ark when Indy's going for the egg. <laughs> But instead of the egg, it's a copy of Goatman Midnight yeah. Delivery issue one. <laughs> yeah, and then this month has been special because it's been uh, Goat Katober, <laughs> as I call it. So it's all horror based. <laughs> why? Why not? I don't know. Call it Black Phillip Month or something. I don't know. Pick a horror goat. <laughs> go with it. It's funny because it does sound so forced. <laughs> 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 all right number two is the shiny it's fantastic so before i say number one i'm going to recap the list until okay. this point so i'm just going to fire through the 50 entries oh sorry i should say 49 entries so far uh so here we go number 50 was return of the living dead 49 the conjuring 48 house of the devil 47 friday the 13th part 4 the final chapter 46 rosemary's baby 45 pontypool 44 creep as in the 2015 found footage movie um not to be confused with the 2005 uh, British movie. Uh, 45 is Ponty... Sorry, 46 is Rosemary's Baby. Actually, no, I'm going backwards now. <laughs> 43 is Carrie. Sorry, I'm back in the right direction. 42 is The Blair Witch Project. 41 is Aliens. 40 is The Evil Dead. 39 is The Fly. 38 is Gremlins. 37 is The Babadook. 36 is Wreck or Record. 35 is Nosferatu, 1979. 34 is Silence of the Lambs. 33 is Hellraiser. 32, You're Next. 31, Nosferatu from the 1920s. 22, I believe, is the year, if I remember right. Number 30 is Dracula, 1931. 29 is Eyes Without a Face. Classic. People should see that movie. Go, go watch that. It's a nice criterion out for you. Uh, 28 is Frankenstein, 1931. 27 is The Omen. 26 is Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors. 25 is Shaun of the Dead. 24 is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. 23 is American Werewolf in London. 22 is Black Christmas. 21 is Scream. 20 is The Mist. 19 is Insidious. 18 is The Descent. 17 is The Birds. 16 is A Nightmare on Elm Street. 15 is Let the Right One In. 14 is Poltergeist. 13 is Dawn of the Dead. 12 is It Follows. 11, Evil Dead 2. 10, Night of the Living Dead. 9, Cabin in the Woods. 8, Jaws. 7, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 6, The Exorcist. 5, Psycho. 4, The Thing. 3, Halloween. 2, 
The Shining. And the number one movie, number one horror movie, is voted for by you guys is a sick joke upon this world because it is <laughs> the boy. <laughs> is it really? Are you kidding? No, of course it's not really. Come on, Tim. Okay. <laughs> Give our audience better credit than that, you fool. Number one is... Alien. Alien. Yeah, yeah there you go. You got it. <laughs> okay. It's kind of funny. I, I, I was assuming Alien, Shining, and Halloween would be the top three, but I had them in like a completely different order. But uh, sure. yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't argue it, though. I mean, Alien, again, this is another 10 out of 10 for me. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I, I feel like I only appreciated it like in some of like the later years, like – I would. It's not like I was never really against it, but I wasn't like a big Alien person uh, or the Alien franchise in general, like growing up. But I think it was uh, at some point when I moved out here, I went with a friend to see uh, Alien on the big screen, and I was just completely blown away. Like it's obviously it looks you know fantastic anywhere you watch mm. it, but if you ever get the chance to see it on a big screen, it is really really phenomenal. Alien and Aliens have aged so well like i feel like alien and aliens are movies that every time i watch them they they're better than the last time i saw them and mm-hmm. alien especially i think is maybe like i think i loved aliens at a slightly younger age because it's a bit more uh actiony but i think alien sure. is you know very slow paced and methodical but it's it, like as an adult now i'm like no i should not be do not change a second and for, for, mm-hmm. for the record if you want to watch alien do not watch the director's cut which was kind of like will force Ridley Scott to do something called a director's cut. No, no. Watch the theatrical <laughs> cut, the original version, because it is perfectly paced and mm-hmm. is the version of the film to see. Not to mention that the director's cut adds a scene that kind of clashes with continuity with the second movie. But um, the, the the first film is like, the set design is wonderful. The ship looks great. The All the alien stuff from, from H.R. Giger looks great. Uh, oh, yeah. the, you know, it, it, the world feels lived in. You know, it feels mm-hmm. so like, everything's like dripping and you know it's dark and metallic and it just it feels like an industrial ship it's just so good yeah i mean i would say the xenomorph is probably like the best creature design ever <laughs> like I, I can't really think it, like uh i mean it, uh at the bare minimum it'd at least be like top three for sure uh i mean i love i love the design of the predator but yeah i think i think the xenomorph sure. is definitely better just in the sense that it's so I mean, sure, once you see it in, like, bright light, you can kind of see how a human body fits into it. But, you know, the way it's shot and the way you see it, it never feels like a humanoid-looking thing. Whereas Predator is a great suit and mask, but, it, you know, it is yeah. kind of still just a human in a suit. kind of. Definitely. Like, I guess I know the alien is that, but it doesn't feel like that when you're watching it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, everything about it is so, so good. And, uh, it, again, similar to Nightmare on Elm Street, I, I also feel like man i i feel like we need one more really good alien movie like the last couple of ones have just been ugh, not not my taste at all like the alien covenant i was really really not, disappointed not by. my taste that, that implies that some people would actually like them alien covenant is an absolute <laughs> dumpster fire of a movie holy shit i can't because prometheus is a movie that i tried to convince myself to like and then when i watched it again i i, I hated yeah. it and then but Covenant was still somehow much, much worse. Yeah. I, I think I was the same way with Prometheus. Like, when I saw it in theaters, I, I think I left going, like, 
Well, that was good, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> it's Ridley Scott, so it, it had it, to be. <laughs> it looked nice visually. The ship and stuff looked quite good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just not what you want Man. from an alien movie. The characters were dumb. And it wastes such a good cast. There's, there's like, so many great actors oh, yeah. in that movie. Um, some of whom, when I first saw it, I didn't even know. But Logan Marshall Green, who's in that movie, went on to be, like, one of my favorite working actors. He, you know, between uh, the TV show Quarry and then The Invitation, he was a main character in that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That dude is fantastic when he's given, like, a great role. And Yeah. It's uh, and it sucks because I feel like it's one of those franchises too where you always hear, like you always have some hopeful thing like, oh Neil Blomkamp is gonna do a new one and he's gonna do this and that with it and you mm-hmm. get real excited and then it doesn't end up happening and, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and he ended up leaving a Robocop. He was going to do a Robocop sequel as well and then he left that. <laughs> so now he's doing an original horror movie that's kind of like a an alien serial killer that this cops hunting kind of thing. Cool. Um, it's called I it's called Inferno. No, no, no relation. Oh, is that the one they? Is that the one they just like talked about today? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got. They just um, broke the news. Yeah. There was an actor attached to it. I forget who it was now, but there's an actor attached. Oh, Taylor Kitsch. Ah, there you go. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean that, that sounds really exciting, but uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's I mean <laughs> we're veering off the, the actual movie itself, but I mean I'm, I'm sure mm. it's a big enough franchise that eventually there has to be another good one but um <laughs> but i mean if you just stopped i mean no actually no matter how many shitty sequels uh, you get you'll always have these first two movies and i wouldn't even make an extent that like the third and fourth ones while having a lot of flaws uh, i still have fun watching them yeah i don't hate uh, watching them especially resurrection there's a lot of fun stuff in that movie but it- i i thought that was really bad until i i went to like another uh like you know um theater screening for that like this year and i was like oh this is actually is a lot of fun and has some interesting I think ideas like the last like 15 minutes i hate which is kind of what drags yeah. it down <laughs> but like the two things i really noticed watching that especially as i've gotten older is one um the visual style from director jean-pierre Jeunet. like you can definitely see that european kind of color palette yeah. and stuff and then the other thing is is that the movie's written by joss whedon <laughs> and yeah, of course what's <laughs> weird about it is that obviously a lot of it's filtered through like the director and whatever else but like yeah you can kind of see almost a, a, like the crew of the little ship that comes in you know that, that forms the main characters you can almost like see how this was like an early like prototype in his mind for like firefly like you can see like kind sure. of this wacky yeah. crew that is together kind of thing um mm-hmm. you got ron perlman in there so there's, yeah, there's, there's things to like about resurrection definitely yeah but, i think at the very least it's a, um at least an interesting watch versus you know like covenant or something oh, or so much better or than covenant. if you even want to talk about avp or something oh. <laughs> like those are just painful <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alien versus predator requiem is such Yikes. a turd it's such a turd <laughs> oh man um but no alien is uh that's number one. So there you go. That is uh, the top 50 horror movies of all time as voted for by you guys. Uh, so thank you very much for submitting those. Um, and thank you for sticking with us to the Octoberthon. We're getting near the end of the month now. I'm not sure what day this is going up, but I think there's a few days left, maybe. maybe two or three <laughs> days left uh, by the time this goes up. So, um, you know, hopefully you've enjoyed the episodes. Look forward to the next couple that are coming out. Um, let us know what you thought of the list. Reveal your own 
uh, top list in the comments should you wish you can support us by rating the podcast on apple podcasts give us five stars a nice little review if you want um because that like helps them share us out and recommend us more helps us find a bigger audience uh, so you can do that you can support us financially over at patreon.com slash tv uh, you can do it over there for as little as one dollar per month and you get an exclusive extra episode every month uh exclusive to patreon uh where we do like a just a, a regular episode but it's for usually a wackier movie or something uh, and some of those are a hoot uh for for, oh, yeah. <laughs> for october we've done a whole franchise we did four bonus episodes for october <laughs> we did all the wishmaster franchise which i think if not if they're not all up by now like the fourth one's like during a day or two and uh so you get there's quite a back catalogue now i think i think the fourth wishmaster will be the 12th exclusive episode so there's a little back catalogue now of uh, episodes yeah. building up so uh check out that and then at the five dollar tier you get to vote an episode once per month you get early access to some stuff i do kind of want to start trying to do some early access stuff for streams i'm not exactly sure how it'll work um but i'm contemplating the idea of uh some early access some way i don't know what but that'd be the five dollar tier uh anyway anyway it pops up um but uh yeah look look for uh look look for that uh but that is uh that is us so uh thank you very much uh check out other stuff we do i do a sci-fi movie podcast that's kind of similar with tara it's called the atomic cinema experiment check out that on the youtube page or indeed just find it on the on your podcast app uh and check out all the tv reviews we do and all the other stuff so that is us. So thank you once again. Happy October. Happy Halloween. It has been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Keep watching scary movies and we'll see you next time.